0: You're tuned to WFHB. Volunteer-powered, listener-supported.
1: Community Radio for South Central Indiana. Good afternoon. Reporting for WFHB, this is Brandon Blewett. And I'm Benedict Jones. This is
2: the WFHB Local News for Monday, June 26, 2023.
1: In today's feature report, local journalist Dave Askins of the B-Square Bulletin reported on new EMTs and an assistant fire department chief position that were placed on hold by the Bloomington City Council during their Wednesday night meeting. More in today's feature report.
2: Also coming up in the next half hour, Funny Times Magazine will host a comedy show at the Orbit Room on Wednesday, June 28th. More in the bottom half of our show.
1: The Bloomington Board of Public Works met on June 20th. At the meeting, the board approved the project Wrapped in Love from 2023 to 2029. The project wraps sweaters around city trees to convey the city's stance against domestic violence, sexual violence, and human trafficking.
3: Hi there, everyone. My name is Holly Warren. I'm the Assistant Director for the Arts for the City of Bloomington. Um, so the city, in partnership with Middleway House, proposes the approval of the Wrapped in Love program, which places sweaters created by area fabric artists on city trees in the public right-of-way. The city proposes to partner with Middle Way House to use the Wrapped in Love program as a platform to convey the city's messaging against domestic violence, sexual violence, and human trafficking, and past or present unequal treatment of of persons based on demographic factors irrelevant to inherent human worth. The city believes that efforts to promote and encourage education, kindness, charity, civility, and respect will help us heal from past violence, abuse, and discrimination, and move forward to a brighter collective future. By using designs that celebrate these values, as well as the unique features and history of our shared community, the sweaters help the city convey its beliefs and attract attention to labels that each sweater carries that provide critical information about resources for victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, and human trafficking. Sweaters will be placed on the trees between September 1st and October 15th of each year, and they may remain there through March 31st of the following year. The city will provide Middleway House with annual funding to support the creation and installation of sweaters. Happy to answer any questions.
1: At the meeting, the board also approved a construction agreement between the city and CSX Transportation. The city wishes to extend the B-Line Trail but the project runs adjacent to railroad tracks owned by CSX Transportation. Good evening, Neil Copper with the engineering department. Um, A section of the city's B-Line extension project will be
4: constructed adjacent to uh, railroad tracks owned by CSX Transportation. Um, CSX requires an agreement between us and them uh, in order to provide inspection and flagging services during construction of that project. Um, the total agreement amount is $47,300. Uh, a portion of that, $14,300, is actually related to design review, which is the next item on this agenda, and $33,000 of that is related to this item, the inspection and the flagging during construction. Uh, staff has reviewed and supports the agreement, and I'd be happy to answer any questions.
1: As a follow-up to the previous request by Rita's Italian ICE for a right-of-way encroachment, The board approved the business's request to use part of the sidewalk for their walk-up window. Rita's Italian Ice has undergone some changes in order to improve the safety of customers waiting in line outside. The business has added an indoor space to order, a railing along the walk-up line, awnings, and a tree grate.
2: So we have an encroachment agreement request for Rita's custard, frozen ice and custard. Um, they're going into the old falafel space in Dunkirk. They are um, requesting to use the right-of-way along Dunn Street um, to service their walk-up window. Um, they have proposed a number of improvements to the right-of-way, um, items that are included in this Encroachment agreement are an existing sprinkler riser room, the concrete pad sidewalk area that they will be um, paving over in the right of way, a tree grate, awnings, and then a railing that will be installed between the right of way and the sidewalk.
1: The Bloomington Board of Public Works will meet again on July 3rd at 5 30 p.m.
2: The Monroe County Board of Commissioners work session met on June 21st, 2023. The first discussion was about support for the Brown County Regional Sewer District's proposed expansion. Clint Studebaker, Vice President of the Brown County Sewer District, was the first guest to speak. Studebaker started with a brief history of the sewer systems.
5: Very brief history of the Brown County Regional Sewer District. We were originally formed in the early 2000s as the Bean Blossom Sewer District, looking specifically at an issue around Bean Blossom dealing with septics and perhaps bring sewers uh, to the bean blossom area. The way our county got set up at that time was, there were three operating uh, sewer districts going on in the early 2000s. There was one in Nashville, much larger, the largest of the three, one in Nawbone and then one in Helmsburg. But the rest of the county was unserved by any sort of collective sanitary sewer system. It was all on septics.
2: Next, Studebaker began to address the issue at hand
5: with Lake Lemon. We, as Brown County RSD, recognize the need to continue the sanitary sewer development that we started years ago around Bean Blossom. But we've expanded the idea to follow the corridor of 45 west from Bean Blossom all the way to Lake Lemon. And then we get into, well, Lake Lemon itself is a major. Um, receiver of, in fact, a sizable chunk of the watershed that feeds Lake Lemon comes from the Brown County Bean Blossom Watershed, all coming into it. Over many years, IDEM has been sampling uh, the streams in Brown County, and IU SPIA has been sampling the water quality within Lake Lemon itself. We've looked at, at all those various sets of data and recognized that there's a lot of E. coli coming into Lake Lemon that on an annual basis, it presents an issue with recreational use, swimming. Sometimes the beaches in fact are closed at Lake Lemon because of high levels of E. coli. The concerns
2: of high levels have been reported by two separate organizations. And the hope is that this project will address those issues. Later in his speech, he noted that they had tested the water to distinguish whether high levels were coming from humans or animals.
5: What we're asking uh, and why we wanted to be here speaking to you is because of the way the RSD is set up, for us to go into Monroe County requires a request from the county to the RSD that we take then to item that says, Monroe County would like to see an expansion of the Brown County RSD to assume the responsibility for this territory that's currently under your watch. We'll pass that on to ITEM who will authorize it, and that allows our Brown County RSD to come in and actually provide those services. The meeting
2: ended with a motion to support the Bean Blossom Project with a signed letter. The motion passed unanimously. The next Monroe County Board of Commissioners meeting will be on June 28th, 2023.
1: In today's feature report, local journalist Dave Askins of the B-Square Bulletin reported on new EMTs and an assistant fire department chief position that were placed on hold by Bloomington City Council during their Wednesday night meeting. We turn to Askins for more.
4: Headline, new EMTs assistant chief for Bloomington Fire Department put off for now. Bloomington's City Council approved two salary ordinances Wednesday night, but not before striking some planned new jobs in the fire department. Three planned new emergency medical technician positions have been put off, at least for now. That leaves the number of budgeted EMT positions in the fire department at four. Also delayed is a new assistant chief position that Fire Chief Jason Moore wanted to add. The new assistant chief position was supposed to have been assigned to oversee operations, assessing safety risks to firefighters during structural fires, and administering the department's health and safety program. The council's votes to make the amendments and to adopt the ordinances as amended were unanimous among the seven council members present. But the amendments deleting the new positions were also supported by Fire Chief Moore, even after he argued for adding them last week. Representatives of the Firefighters Union had raised questions at last week's City Council meeting when the Council was set to vote on enactment of the ordinances. The Council decided to postpone consideration of both items until this past Wednesday. Absent from this Wednesday's meeting were Matt Flaherty and Jim Sims. Left intact in the ordinances was, among other things, the addition of a third project manager for the engineering department to help oversee construction of city led capital projects. According to information in the city council's meeting information packet, the city currently pays consultants for the same kind of work. Also left intact was a new title along with a pay increase for a position at city of Bloomington utilities. The job will now be called the hazardous materials coordinator. Also left intact in the ordinances enacted on Wednesday night were some increased benefits for firefighters. Approved was a payment to firefighters that does not raise their annual salary but gives them the cash equivalent of an extra three percent increase this year above the amount specified in their 2022 collective bargaining agreement. Combined with their contractual two percent increase. That approximates for firefighters the 5% increase that non-union employees received from 2022 to 2023. As a part of the package approved on Wednesday, new firefighters will receive a $5,000 signing bonus. Moore told the Council on Wednesday that 11 new firefighters were added last week, and 7 more will be starting next Monday. Another 3, for a total of 21, will start on July 24th. The ordinance change to give them the signing bonus would allow the department to make good on a promise made during recruitment, Moore said. Including battalion chiefs, the department is budgeted for 102 firefighters. Adding 21 new firefighters to fill vacancies is a reflection of the staffing shortage the department has faced recently. The new recruits will make for a young department, something that factors into Moore's thinking about the need for a, the new assistant chief position to oversee the department's safety program. About the assistant chief position, Moore said, quote, this is a vital position that is needed. At last week's council meeting, Fire Union Secretary-Treasurer Sean Huttenlocker said about the proposed assistant chief position, quote, I think it would be fair to say that retention is our biggest issue. I don't think anybody has said a shortage of chiefs is our biggest issue, end quote. Promotions to the assistant chief's level have to be made internally. About getting someone into that position, Moore said this Wednesday, I have concerns as to how we can fill it. Moore said the assistant chief position was proposed to help get past the staffing crisis. Moore said, quote, when we are no longer in crisis, this is something we'd like to revisit end quote. Moore wants the assistant chief position to add to, quote, the capacity of administration to handle a younger workforce that is not as experienced, end quote. Moore told the council he also still wants eventually to add the three EMT positions to help expand the department's mobile integrated health program. But at Wednesday's meeting, Moore said he supports putting those new positions aside for now, to allow more time to discuss with Union firefighters their concerns. Those concerns involve what firefighters perceive as the potential replacement of sworn firefighter positions with civilian positions. Moore put it like this, quote, I am in full support of adding these EMT positions with the future issues that our fire department is facing, but at this time I would like additional time to work with our firefighters and administrative staff to make sure that this is a good fit and that we are hearing their concerns." End quote. Last week, Moore said about the department's mobile integrated healthcare program, quote, there are some medical calls that firefighters don't need to be on. There is a shortage of ambulances in our county. End quote. In his remarks last week, Moore also said, quote, we are constantly going on calls for lift assists. We are going on calls for non-critical medical emergencies when there are no available ambulances," end quote. Adding three EMTs to the four who are already working in the department would allow the department to, quote, fast forward the evolution of our mobile integrated healthcare program, Moore said. This week, Moore said the delay in adding the EMTs would allow the issue to be, quote, handled so that there is no longer a public fight over something that is for the ultimate good of our community, end quote
2: funny times magazine a cartoon humor and satire newspaper has moved its editorial headquarters to bloomington the magazine started in cleveland heights ohio nearly 40 years ago by husband and wife ray lesser and susan wolpert Their daughter, Renee Lesser, co-publishes the magazine.
6: The Funny Times is a cartoon and humor newspaper. It is actually the largest and longest-running humor newspaper in the country. We have over 50,000 print subscribers nationally, and it's actually a family business. Um, It was founded by my parents in Cleveland, Ohio, about 37 years ago. Um, It's completely independent and ad-free, and... uh, we have 10 ins- issues per year. Each issue has 24 pages with both cartoons and humor writing. And the content is political. We have social commentary, but it's also just reflections on the absurdities of everyday life. And we've published folks like Alison Be- Bechdel, Garrison Keillor, Will Durst, Linda Berry, Keith Knight, Dave Barry. We've recently started signing some web comics like False Knees. But we also print people who are just starting out. We're always looking for fresh artists and writers to contribute. So it's just this really joyful project. And um, we love making it and readers love reading it.
2: Lesser emphasized the importance of laughter in trying times. During the COVID-19 pandemic, she said she saw an increase in subscribers.
6: Laughter is so important. And, you know, it's interesting that during COVID, we actually saw a bump in subscriptions. Um, Just as there's like a bump in... Uh, People purchasing chocolate when there's a, a recession or something. You know, it's like, you know, when times are hard, people need these delightful things that make life, you know, make them feel less alone, make life feel like it's worth living.
2: Funny Times has strong ties to Bloomington. Lesser touched on the publication's connection to the city.
6: Over the past couple of years, my parents have retired and in that, um, you know, my husband and I, Gabriel, have stepped up and sort of helped to, to take over this family business and bring it to the next sort of evolve it to, into the future. And we both live in Bloomington, um, as well as uh, the new editor, Mia Beach, who was brought on about a year and a half ago. Um, and so we just love Bloomington. Uh, we think it's such a perfect, you know, it's such a perfect fit in a lot of ways for, um for the funny times, because, you know, Bloomington is this um, pro- pro- progressive, idiosyncratic, quirky, creative place with really authentic people. Uh, but it's sort of this bubble in a red state, you know, um, and I feel like funny times is sort of the same way It attracts readers who are playful and thoughtful and march to the beat of their own drum. So um, it feels like just sort of Uh, a great fit here in Bloomington.
2: Funny Times will host a comedy show at The Orbit Room on Wednesday, June 28th. Lesser described the details of the event.
6: So we are hosting a stand-up comedy show here in Bloomington at The Orbit Room. It's happening on Wednesday, June 28th at 8 p.m. And Gabriel and I are going to be there. We're going to be... I hope that some subscribers will come out and we can meet some subscribers, but I also hope that we see a lot of new faces um, we'll be giving away free copies of paper for people who are curious to sort of hold it in their hands and see what it is. Um, we'll also have discount codes if people want to get a subscription. Um, and if you're listening now and you'd like to go to the show on Wednesday, you can use the code FUNNYTIME um, to get $5 off of your ticket. The event is going to be a stand-up comedy show featuring the stand-up comedian and cartoonist Ron Placone, and Ron has actually um, also uh, published cartoons in The Funny Times. And he's really funny. I think it'll be, a, you know, a really memorable night. So I hope people come out.
2: Lesser noted that as time goes on, the paper has not lost its relevance. She expounded on the ways she feels the magazine has improved over the years.
6: Sort of this really exciting moment that we're in um, where it has, it has this awesome history and roots and sort of a cult following. Um and at the same time, this is a really different moment, and it's been, you know, so interesting to think about how to evolve the paper while sort of staying true to that history. Um, and so, I think that for folks who are curious, this is a really exciting time to check out the paper uh, because I think you'll see a lot of ways that it's improving and getting funnier and getting more relevant. Um, so, so please, you know, please do check us out. Uh, we're at funnytimes.com. Um, if you would like to learn more.
2: For more information on The Funny Times and its upcoming comedy show at The Orbit Room, visit wfhb.org following this broadcast. For WFHB, I'm Benedict Jones.
7: Jan Gavin is a volunteer at Wonder Lab. Bloomington's nonprofit hands on science museum for kids. Her own grandkids live far away, so she's happy to be Grandma Jan to your kids and help them learn as they play. Activate is a partnership between WFHB and the City of Bloomington's volunteer network, working together to provide a strong, healthy, and engaged community. You can learn more about volunteer opportunities in the WFHB listening area. At Bloomington org, or by emailing Get at Bloomington. Gov.
4: Welcome to Activate.
2: Featuring real people working for positive change in our community, encouraging you to get involved, live your passion, and make a difference.
0: Hi, I'm Jan Gavin. I'm a volunteer at Wonder Lab. Wonder Lab is a science museum in Bloomington, it's a hands on museum focused mainly for children in the elementary school age to experience different science objects, different science experiments. I'll ask them, I interact with the children mainly. I'll say, have you been here before? Well, let me show you what you can do here. There's a drum. Here's here's how you play the drum and here's how you can make music. Over here is the water. Here's how you can see how a waterfall works. Over here is our ping pong balls in an air tunnel and you can build something and see how far you can shoot the ping-pong ball. It's totally hands-on. You can take a child to a museum, but you can't touch anything. Wonder Lab, there isn't anything in that museum that that child cannot touch, play with, explore, except for the snakes and the lizards. They are in glass cases, but everything else, it's totally open, and they're allowed to touch and play with any of the exhibits. I will walk around and say, do you need help with that? Or do you, do you know how to use that? And I'll show them, you know, if you've not done this before, here, here's that, you can touch it. You, I can? Yeah, you can, this is for you. One of the main exhibits is the grapevine climber and it goes up to the second floor. The kids love that and I'm the grapevine boss lady. I have five grandchildren and they all live out of state and I love children. So when I go to Wonder Lab and the children come in and it's preschool, mostly preschool through fourth grade, they are my foster grandchildren. And I can interact with them and teach them and just play with them. It's my grandchild fix. It's my, can I say therapy? You know, you get to know them. It's just it's just a, such a good opportunity and a good feeling to give back to something in the community. In all my 30 years of volunteering in the Bloomington community, I will honestly say it's one of the best opportunities I have been given. Every day they say, thank you so much for coming in. And I say, no, thank you for allowing me to volunteer here. One of the chaperones came up to me and said, Jan, do you have a minute? And I said, sure. She said, this little child here would like to give you a hug and thank you for helping her up the climber. That made me cry. And then another child came up to me the other day and said, you are the best worker ever. So it's rewarding for me. And I volunteer there about three to four days a week, as much as I can. Come and take a visit, a tour of the Wonder Lab. Go to the front desk and say, can I have some information about Wonder Lab? And ask for a tour of the facility. And I would be delighted to give them a tour. (laughs) To start volunteering, you go to their website, wonderlab.org, and then there's a page that says go to in a drop-down box and it'll say volunteer, another drop-down box, how to volunteer to get involved. And there's various different volunteering you can do. You can do hands-on like I do and work with the children. You can work in the garden. They have a wonder garden. You can help work in the garden and clean that, water that. You can sanitize. Of course, we do a lot of sanitizing. So you can be a sanitizer. You do have to have a background check. And you have an orientation. And they do those quite frequently. And the orientation is just an hour. You pick your own shifts. They're very flexible. And you can pick what date you want to volunteer, the days of the week. And you can pick the time. It's usually two-hour shifts. Very easy, very simple, and it's a great family. My name is Jan Gavin. I am a volunteer at Wonder Lab Science Museum, and I encourage anybody and everybody to please volunteer at Wonder Lab.
2: You've been listening to Activate, true stories from friends and neighbors who stand up for what they believe in. Activate is a partnership between WFHB and the City of Bloomington Volunteer Network working together to build a strong, healthy, and engaged community with production support from students in the Media School at Indiana University. You can learn more about volunteer opportunities in the WFHB listening area online at BloomingtonVolunteerNetwork.org. That's BloomingtonVolunteerNetwork.org. You've been listening to the WFHB Local News. Today's headlines were written by Brooklyn Lambright and Yane Sanchez Lopez in partnership with CATS, Community Access Television Services. Our features were produced by Dave Askins and Cade
1: Young. Our theme music is provided by Mark Bingham and the Social Climbers. Engineer and executive producer is Cade Young. For WFHB, I'm Brandon Blewett. And I'm Benedict Jones.
2: Coming up next on WFHB.
7: You've been listening to the WFHB local news on WFHB community radio. Our news is written and reported by volunteers working to provide local news, cover local issues, and strengthen our local community. We invite you to participate. You may submit questions, comments, and story ideas to news at WFHB.org. You can become a WFHB Local News Volunteer by attending new volunteer orientation. Feel free to check out the WFHB Local News Archive at WFHB.org to find newscasts, individual stories, and catch a live feed of the WFHB Local News. We are local longer.